0: Thursday, March twelfth, two thousand twenty. I'm Ron Scharf.
1: I'm Avi Kaufman, and this
0: is Accent Insights. Well, there's the old curse. Uh, I think it's apocryphal where the origin is, but but it, it goes, "May you live in interesting times." And uh, we are definitely living in interesting times every day. More uh, information, more restrictions school closures, things like that happening as a result of COVID-19. I guess now everyone is calling it a pandemic.
1: The World Health Organization, too. Uh, Schools closed now uh, as of tomorrow in Brookline, Newton, Arlington, Concord, Boston closing select schools. We're we're definitely seeing the community start to take it more seriously. And uh, the shelves of the grocery stores are starting to be a little bare.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is, I think, a lifetime event. Obviously, we all hope it, it goes as quickly as it came um, but this is something that I think everyone will remember having lived through and hopefully coming coming out healthfully on the other side. And of course, you know, from our perspective professionally, you know there's always the question, well, what is this going to mean for real estate, the real estate market, for people who need to sell, for people who need to buy? what what will all of this mean? And, and like like many other things, we don't know, but we, we're starting to see some uh, interesting, reporting on this. Um, Yesterday, uh, there was an article about New York real estate, that there were 44 open houses last weekend that had zero traffic, not a single person showed up. Um, That represented 14 or 13% of all open houses in New York, up from 9% two weeks earlier. So so New York City is in a little bit of a slump uh, to begin with. It's a down market there, and it has been for a year and a half to two years. But, um, you know, there seems to be an amplification now, you know, as, as few people as we're out in the first place, more people are staying home. I think we're starting to see possibly some information. We have a stronger market in Boston, uh, thankfully, but uh, maybe we're seeing something along those lines in our market as well.
1: That's right. Uh, I think we are. Uh, we had a really strong start to our spring season uh, the last couple of weeks. You know, a lot of listings, a lot of activity, and it felt like we were off to the races in terms of the spring market. Uh, but now uh, we're trying to see some breaks apply. That article came out uh, today in the Boston Globe, starting to aggregate some of this uh, uncertainty and report on some of it in terms of the houses where um, you know people want to might be hesitant to. List their home or have an open house and have a whole group of strangers come through and potentially deposit uh, the virus in the house. And I think buyers are um, also getting nervous. And also, just practically speaking, when your your kids' daycare, or your work, or, or all your activities are canceled, it's just logistically harder.
0: Right. That's right. Uh, you know, on the other hand, there are people who have to move. There are people who, because of life circumstances or new jobs or things like that. So, you know, we're starting to see. You know, questions of 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 will this change fundamentally, at least for the time being? Uh, how that's done? You know, social distancing is is the watchword of the day. So, um, you know, do, do people go to open houses or or do they do something else? Along with that, though, we you know we don't have uh, enough data um, and enough time to really draw conclusions. But you know, Avi and I were looking at the market. Um, this week. And and we saw, I think there were eight price drops just in the North Brookline area. Right. One of them is a a property that we've talked about now twice that looks great on paper that uh, may have been disappointing for people who walked in. And I think that that's the the condo on Davis Avenue. And, And I think that those people may have sort of always kind of understood that they were uh, pushing it with their price. And and you know, ordinarily we tell our clients, listen to the market. And it's and it's hard to listen to the market so quickly. Sellers always kind of wonder, you know, what if what if tomorrow my buyer walks in and and we have to be the ones to sort of encourage people to say, look, um, if if your buyer didn't show up now, you know, we want to get more people in um, and a price drop may be appropriate. So it, it is a hard thing for a seller to do. But what's what's unusual about all eight of these price cuts is These are properties that have been on the market for a relatively, I think with one exception, for a relatively short amount of time, like two weeks on average. Um, You know, in these cases, it could be people listening to the market very carefully and saying, "Okay, I didn't put it on for the right price right away and I better adjust. Um, And it could be that that the uncertainty is is scaring people.
1: Um, But what do you think will happen uh, with new properties coming to market? Uh, Could there be potential delays and uh, new listings even?
0: I mean, we have a very fluid market in the Brookline area. Um, the, um, The types of sort of jobs that are around, there's a lot of medical jobs, there's a lot of academic jobs there's a lot of cycling through of people. So people are coming in because they got an appointment somewhere or a fellowship or, or something, and, and people are cycling out because they've finished that kind of thing and have got another opportunity somewhere else. So there's a lot of of buying and selling from those groups of people who, look, they, people need a place to live. Uh, and if you're moving, you need to sell your home for sure. The question I think we have is, what about people who are okay with where they are? You know, Are they gonna postpone their plans? Are they going to, you know, hold back, wait and see? It's it's really uh, an open question at this point.
1: Yeah, I think that's right. And I guess the question is, what percent of people does it take to sit out the market to have an effect on the market? If one person decides not to list this year or not to buy this year, it doesn't really change prices or, or how fast things move. But if, uh, I don't know the number, 10%, 20%, of uh, sellers decide, oh, let's wait and see, or buyers say, let's wait and see, that's enough to have an impact, most likely is on the prices, especially if it's not evenly distributed. I've had one buyer already, one buyer client um, just told me this morning, uh, they're gonna be sitting out, they're in wait and see mode. They're planning to, to relocate uh, from another city to Boston for a specific academic program. And uh, they don't know what's gonna happen if they're even gonna be holding classes. So they've decided to uh, put it on hold for the moment.
0: Right. Uh, you know, and, and that's buyers. That's interesting, right? And the market has two sides. What, what will happen if there are sellers who say, you know what, I don't want people coming through my house. If they get nervous about just the, the process of putting their home on the market. That's another possibility. We often bring booties uh, to our open houses for people who don't like uh, people trekking through with their shoes on. So maybe we should get hazmat suits. Um, but, <laughs> but no, but more seriously, like, we, you know, we're, we're big fans both of us, of something called Matterport, which is um, a 360-degree camera. Uh, It's actually more than 360-degree because it is three-dimensional. You can look up and down. They take pictures along the way in the house. It's almost like Google um, Street View for your home. And you can sort of walk through a home and swivel around 360 degrees. You can look up, you can look down. You can, if you have uh, Google Cardboard or 3D Glasses, you can actually see these things in 3D. So it's, it's actually it's, it's a great tool. It costs a little bit more than the standard uh, listing photography, but we think it's it's well worth it generally because you know often we think about well, what about the farm buyer who can't make it to the open house? You give them the matterport and they can actually do a virtual walkthrough.
1: Yeah, I think this is going to be a real boon for Matterport listings, and maybe this is the event. Maybe one of the side effects of uh, this pandemic is that uh, this really gains uh, saturation in the market of um, having these sort of high-quality virtual tours. Um, You still have to visit the property if you are going to buy it. You know, you will have to visit at least for the home inspection, but maybe this cuts down on the number of visits people have to make, and it's also a way for sellers to list now instead of this wait and see.
0: Right, and and you know it is. A, it's also a way. You know, if people don't want to have open houses, you know, you can you can ask people who are interested in the home. Did you look at the Matterport as a first step? Because you know, some some people don't like open houses. Generally, they don't like random strangers coming through their home. And I would imagine that that you know might be enhanced in, in these uh, tricky times that we have. So it, it's a good sort of first vetting, and then and then you know you can tell people, look, we'll do appointments. And you can have more control over who's coming through the home, but you've given them the opportunity to take the first pass.
1: I wonder if you could even do further, like you post the Matterport, of course, with, with the listing. So it's on all the sites. Uh, I wonder if you would do like a, a virtual open house, do a Facebook live uh, streaming event. Say this, I'm uh, gonna be streaming live from 12 to 1 on Sunday or, or whatever. I'll post your questions and uh, you know, I'll take the camera around to show you whatever you wanna see, no filters. Uh, that could be a way to do it
0: too. <laughs> Great idea. I mean, I you know I think we're going to see people getting creative now because um, you know again, if you need to sell your home and you have these concerns, you're going to want an agent who's going to work with you, uh, and and try and be creative. On the other hand, you also you know part of selling your home is getting as many people to see it as possible. So. Finding the, the that appropriate balance, you know, to get the market in, as it were, and, and but also feel safe doing it is, uh, I think, going to spur some creativity.
1: Yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll have to keep monitoring this and we'll see how this develops both uh, uh, more broadly and specifically how it relates to real estate here in Brookline. Uh, so we'll have to keep checking in.
0: Yeah, and I think in the meantime, you know, we just tell people, you know, be safe. Um, we know firsthand that that by law, uh, every supermarket and and now it seems uh, pharmacy has to have sanitizing wipes or some kind of Purell um, when you walk in, and and we're proudly sponsoring that in, in various outlets of Brooklyn. We did not have any sense <laughs> that. Uh, it would become so relevant, but we do want to encourage people to use these wipes and Stop and Shop and CVS and Walgreens. Any of these stores should have those kind of things available.
1: Yeah. And we've had them up for a while. Uh, someone said to me recently, oh, how did you get those up so quickly? I said, what do you mean? They've been there for like two years.
0: <laughs> right, right. Uh, so we just, yeah, it, it was always a nice thing. And, and we're extra happy that uh, we're part of that and, and, and really use them um, if it, it, both for general hygiene and, and just to feel better about going out because people have to live their lives
1: so uh if you have any questions or would like to get in touch as always we'd love to hear from you Uh, our info at accentbrookline.com or give us a call